Welcome to Cat Chat. All right. Welcome. Welcome to Cat Chat Live. We, we are here. We have a, a really fun show. I actually don't know what day you're listening to this, but here in Kansas City, it is it is Chiefs Day. It's opening football day, so it's a madhouse here. So I have to wear red, otherwise you get shot if you don't. So, um, dude, I I took Harrison takes a scooter. We have those motorized scooters, and I, I rode with him to school today. Um, it's like one of those bird scooters. And I saw more people dressed up like they're tailgating. It's absolutely insane here. Like, dads are dressed up. I'm like, dude, it is 8.15 in the morning. Um, it's it's insane. So um, I, I actually hated the Chiefs when I lived there. There's just It's just overwhelming. It was annoying. It was in your face. It and is, very much like, so. I, never was a, I wasn't ever a Chiefs hater or anything like that. And since I've moved away... I I don't hate them as much, but when I lived there, I was just like, just stop, stop with the Chiefs stuff, okay? I don't want to, I don't want it around my face anymore. Well, it's it's worse. I shouldn't say worse. I mean, because when you lived here, they weren't, they didn't win, they weren't winning Super Bowls. So. Oh gosh, they weren't even winning. They weren't even winning. They were they were making yeah. the playoffs. And Priest yeah. Holmes was good. Those were the days that I lived there. And uh, so yeah, um, imagine great. imagine it now, dude. It's chaos. Ah, it, it's, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I'm glad you're there too. So, <laughs> well, fun, man. Um, so we're gonna chat with Michaela uh, here shortly um, about her D1 story and and how basically how bad preseason sucks or how awesome preseason was. We're gonna find out what direction that's that's gonna go and um, gonna gonna dive into that. So, but um, we we will get started right after the intro. I, I, we're gonna talk to Tyler about being four. And oh, so this is Cap Chat Live. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. Over Stockton is four and oh, dude. Congratulations, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Why are you shaking? Why are you shaking? Like, are you still mad about winning? What? No. Are you still? You don't even talk about my team. <laughs> Are you still mad about winning? Like, is is this a bad four zero? No, we've no, we played. We've played. We've played well. I'm not. I'm not mad at all about it. I'm. Pr- I, that's a big deal. Four zero, man. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good start. It's a good start. Um, I don't know if they keep this record in high or in, in college or high school for that matter. But um, we scored a goal in 21 seconds last night. Oh my gosh! And we we did not have the kickoff. How was that possible? <laughs> right. I, I mean, uh, I, were you guys that good, or is the team that bad? Uh, well, it, that was two zero at half, so it wasn't like it was a blowout or anything. But yeah, it was it was quick, very fast. That's uh, well, good for you, man. Don't be so don't be so mad about about a. Uh... I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. So we're we're playing well. We're playing. Well. We have some good games coming up, so you know we'll see how we respond. But yeah, we're we're four and zero for now. Well, good. Congratulations. I uh, I did the junior select, and and we uh, we, we played eight, played sixteen games, and and went fifteen and one. Wow. 
Yeah. The dominant so, group. I, I take full credit for those. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. Great yeah, coaching. It, it was. It was. It was. It was uh, pretty proud of myself. I did. I did hear a. I walked down to a 2011 girls game that was up there as well. I know the coach. And as I walk up, I hear a parent yell loudly, what the F referee? Like, but did it just not uh, on board? What, what age? 2011. So that's my son's seventh grade. Oh, gosh. Can you? I mean, that's insane. Like, loud enough to hear. Like, that's insane. It's like, what is wrong with What's wrong with adults that they think you can just drop the F-bomb loudly at, at, a, at a game like that? Yeah, I it's. I hope it's their kids. I hope. I hope their. I hope their kids sucked because I, I didn't see who it was, but I hope their kids no good. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, they probably were awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's. Um, I do want to dive in, uh, in chat with Michaela, but I want to hear from Tyler on uh, cool trends and and uh, we're going to see what uh what our, what our friend Ruthie has to say. I tend to think of myself as a one man wolf pack, and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's Trends. So this is a choose your own Yahtzee! adventure. <laughs> I, I, I waited. I waited. You, you lured me into that one. I did. I did. You walked. Choose your adventure. Okay, let's go. So your your two choices are positive Tyler's trend or not so positive Tyler trend. All right, positive. Okay. Here we go. Positive. And Josh and I have talked about this trend a little bit for a while. But the 2025 class is okay. has always and is still getting after it. So the trend that I'm seeing and that I've been seeing for several months, right, is if I had gotten an email from a 2024, it was passive, um, compliment, hey, thanks, coach, this and that. And then you get an email from a 2025, and it was... I'm available Thursday. Can you talk to me on Thursday? Right. And and this trend, I was like, oh, that's weird for a 2025. And then the next 2025. And then the next 2025. And then the next 2025. They are completely focused in and driven. And you'll hear a lot of coaches kind of categorize um, their classes by like the entire group. Right. Right. Oh, 2020. 2023s are really taking their time, you know, or hey, 2022s, you know, I've had it. I think the 2025s, what you're going to hear all around the nation is is they are getting things done early, pushing the envelope, um, being aggressive. These are things, of course, at CAP that we love to hear, right? That they're being uh, persistent, some words that we like to use. And so right now, the one of the big trends that's happening with the 2025 group is that they're not being passive. They're being aggressive in, in the recruitment process and wanting to make those conversations, make those visits, have the calls, uh, have the discussions and see where they're going to fit. And so that's a big trend that I'm seeing. That's a, a good positive trend uh, for that class and, and juniors in general. Why do you think that, I mean, do you think it has something to do? Actually, I don't know. I mean, wh- I wonder why that is. I mean, I, I guess obviously people get more educated or. I, I... You know, I, it's hard to define classes and why I think there are, there is a reason why. Right. There is a reason why. Um, and I'm not going to say that I can sit here and pinpoint the reason. I, I think, like you said, maybe education. Uh, so maybe a lot of clubs are approaching uh, how they're discussing the process with the recruits differently. And and you're seeing more application from the 2025s. 
I mean, that might lead to a less uh, aggressive 2026s because they they don't want to do the same things the 2025s did because maybe they're they're maybe they think they're they're rushing decisions, right? So we might see this go back down for the next year, right? In 2024 class, I think I, I've, I've been talking to some other coaches. I think just it is a little slower than usual uh, for the 2024. I have talked to some coaches that are a little bit ahead of the game from where they usually are, but for the majority, maybe a little slower. And so sometimes it's just reactive. It's like a lot of people our age have tattoos because their parents didn't have tattoos. Right. And so you always do generations always do something that their previous generation didn't do. Right. This generation saved a lot of money. So then what when you're an adult and your parents saved a lot of money, you tend to spend money a little bit more and maybe go on a few more trips. So I have a feeling that might be happening with this like 2024s or 2025s. That's a dumb analogy. I'm sitting here. <laughs> Are you? Are you? It's the perfect analogy. You you compare it. You do differently what the people ahead of you do. But you're comparing a whole generation of of why you get a tattoo to to I to it down. to to sometimes <laughs> six months six months apart of of, of that class was you know what my friend that was my friend who's a junior is not talking so I'm gonna talk more like that's your yeah. that's, but that's it that's it. What? Oh man, I, you had you had me. Uh, it's a good. Tr- I do like the positive. I always thought about this. Do you think that our kids will go get a bunch of tattoos? Uh, I, 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 you know what? Like you, I, you, your kid and my kid. Kids? I, I don't. I don't know. I think it's more normalized uh, in my, at least in my house, because I mean, all my tattoos are visible. So. Um, but will they not want to do it because like their mom and dad have tattoos, you know, like I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, they'll do something different that we didn't do. You're just oh, there'll back. be some, you know, some, some other way to express just yourself. Backtracking for the stupid analogy. Oh, back. Yeah. So back to what I was saying. Yes. 2025s aggressive. They're doing well. I appreciate it. Keep it up. You guys are setting good. A, a good example. And it's a positive trend. So, the, so the, the, in, the, in the takeaway, there's a, for your class of 2025, um, y- you got to keep being aggressive. So if you're not being aggressive, you need to be aggressive because everyone else around you is. Um, so you got to step up and be aggressive. Amen. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, dude. That was fun. You never, you never know what I'm going to say, do you? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I used to, to be on the show. No, this is true. This for sure. You normally have really good analogies, but I, I hope I never hear <laughs> that one again. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, here's. Uh... That's a good ukulele. So we got we got Michaela here. I guess a dual rush alumni from uh, uh, Hawaii rush and then to lacrosse Wisconsin with rush Wisconsin West. 
and and then now down in in Florida as a freshman at FIU. So, uh, hey, welcome to the show, Michaela. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm doing pretty well. So, what did you think of Tyler's dumb analogy? Um, it was very interesting. <laughs> I was trying to put it together as well. Uh-huh. People come to this show for interesting content. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what we. That's what we do well here. Um. So let's let's talk of um, mainly. I want to focus on preseason, but I do, um, you know, want to kind of talk your journey of how you got to uh, FIU um, and kind of explore that quick journey. And then I want to get back to preseason. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Um. So my journey, um, getting here was uh, playing with Rush Hawaii for almost all my life. I've been playing with them since I was three years old. Um, and yeah, I kind of grew up with, uh, one coach, probably my favorite coach for sure. Um, very good. Um, and my teammates for sure. Like we never left that team, uh, really strong, uh, team. And I know some other girls that also went D1 as well. Um, and then moving to Wisconsin for my sophomore to senior year was definitely a change. Um, but the rush program is very good. That's where I met Nicole. Um, really good coach, and then she left shortly. But, um, yeah, the coaching staff was great. Um, I was able to adapt to the team. Um, and then the other opportunities of, like, Rush Select, uh, all the tournaments and stuff was really good in helping me prepare for college. So what brought you to FIU? Um, How did you get there? What was What was that process like? Um, so I would say like with me choosing FIU, it was more like, um, it reminded me of home. Um, so Miami, I like the city and it's like tropical. So that was, a an obvious pick for me. Um, getting here, I would say it was like my summer, my last summer was kind of nerve wracking. I was kind of nervous. Um, I was making sure to get all my training in. They gave us a training schedule. Um, and then obviously the fitness test, which I was also nervous about, which I knew I was going to pass. I was doing cross country and track my senior year. Um, but yeah, just following to the training schedule. Um, I did two a day trainings every day. One of them was in Madison. Um, so I'd have my morning session and then have the day and then I would have my evening session in Madison, um, which was really good. Uh, it was a really good program. It was FC elite. I believe. Um, and yeah, it was just like almost like pickup soccer, but like with uh, like some guys that are D1, some semi-pro people kind of like get together. Um, so it was really beneficial for me. Um, the coach was really good at like uh, individual, like one-on-one, like helping me tweak like what I need to work on and stuff and setting up drills for my benefit for college. Um, and yeah, so coming into here uh, before preseason, Um, I had the mindset of like, you know, I've been putting in the work. I have nothing to worry about. Um, And yeah, I would say preseason went by really smoothly. Um, It was definitely hot. Like the temperature wise, it was like probably the hottest it's been here. And it's it's humid. It's very humid. It's definitely humid. Yes, it's humid, like sticky humid. Um, If you're not hydrated, you will you will feel it. And I felt that the first day for sure. I think they describe their weather as not Wisconsin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely not. <laughs> like even in the summer in Wisconsin, like it was 
like hot like 90s but here it's a whole nother level like feels like is like 110 on in preseason so it was ridiculous so the the, the the summer leading up so you make the decision um and then they, they send you a, a workout and um talk about that workout for that summer i mean obviously you did cross country so that's good so you said you're fit but mm-hmm. what what how much prep of that summer were you doing um can i kind of walk through the the summer heading up to that and the kind of the work that you were doing to be ready for, for preseason that FIU sent you. Yeah. So for the workout schedule, they sent us that schedule, like kind of halfway in between the summer. Um, but obviously I started before then. Um, so I was training with the boys soccer boys rush soccer club, um, in Wisconsin. And then once that got done, I was kind of just doing individual training, um, just knowing on what I need to work on. Um, so that would be my morning sessions. And then um, I would have my evening sessions at Madison. Um, so that was like beginning of summer when I didn't have my plan. And then once I got uh, my training schedule, I would do that in the morning. Um, also like add in drills like that I know I need to work on. Um, for my individual growth. And then later in the evening, I would head over to Madison to do my trainings, which was quite of a drive. It's like two hours from my house, but it was like really beneficial. Yeah. And the trainings, they go like sometimes three hours. Like there's obviously like breaks, but like it was very intense trainings. And sometimes I was just like, "Uh, I don't know if I can do this anymore, (laughs) but I'm really glad I did because um, it really helped me. Like I could see it on the field. Um, as of now, like how much that helped me. And I can't thank my coaches enough for putting me in that position to be successful for where I am now. But yeah, I was doing cross country track. So that fitness part was kind of out of the way. I kind of just had to focus on my training um, mostly. So yeah, it was really good though. And and you played high school with, with the boys as well. I think I remember seeing you play, on the boys team, right? Uh, and when you're yeah, in the yeah. West. So not okay. high school, not high school boys, but um, or like their high school team, but the club, club. rush team. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have girls, uh, soccer in the spring, or no, sorry, girls soccer in the fall, and then the boys in the spring. So I opted out of uh high school soccer with the girls, um, to play with the boys. I was gonna try to do both, but. Um, it was against the rules, so I just decided um, to go with the boys because it was the most beneficial, especially my last thing I'm going to probably be doing before going off to college. Yeah. So I want to get everything I can to prepare myself to come here. And then you trained with with boys again in the summer leading mm-hmm. up to. Interesting. Yeah. I was usually only the, the only girl there. Sometimes there would be like uh, one or two girls that would show up. Um, but yeah, it was like some semi-pro some d1 um guys that would show up like really really good players i i'm so grateful that i had the opportunity to play with such like a good group of people the energy was great the trainings were amazing it was definitely hot it was on turf um but yeah those are those are good times hmm. tyler do you have a question there i said well i uh, no, I, from a coach's perspective one of the things that i really liked to hear was that, you know, she felt ultimately when preseason came around that um, 
she was confident in, in, you know, the fitness and the, the rigors of how hard preseason was going to be because she felt like she had done everything she could to prepare for it. And so, you know, I feel like there's a lot of players that go in with the opposite mm. mindset that they, they get anxiety or they're, so they're not, you know, exactly comfortable about it. And they feel that way because they know they haven't done all they can to be ready for yeah. preseason. So from a coach's perspective, <clears throat> I think that's a really positive thing and the right approach to take. And I think what, what what's missed a lot of times in the preparation for like a preseason is these coaches give you the fitness packets and, and help you with these things. Sure. One, and what I've noticed one is, yeah, I want my kids to be fit, but two, I don't want them to be injured when they ramp up yeah. the amount of soccer they're playing. And so the fitness right. packets for me are a preparatory tool for getting your body prepared for, you know, practicing twice a day or going right into games and things like that, that you aren't currently doing over the summer. So understanding the, uh, what I would consider one of some of the true necessities of a summer preparation packet. Yeah. Like taking a look at, um, they gave us a schedule for all of our games. Um, when they gave us a training schedule, I saw that three days after being there, like preseason training, we already had our first game. So I was definitely like putting the mindset like, wow, like I need, I like need to be in like perfect tip top shape. Like it needs to be sharp, everything. Um, Cause I know if I went there and I wasn't doing everything I needed to do, I would have that anxiety and stuff. And that's something I would never want to feel as like a footballer. Cause that, that can really mess with you, especially with um, the two a day trainings. Um, the first day you start at two a day trainings. So I kind of, wanted to adapt myself to that also like waking up at that time like we would wake up at six for our first training and then um our evening training so even though it was summer I started adapting myself to that time so I'd wake up um at six I would go for my training and then have the day to rest make sure I recover and everything because recovery is definitely a huge thing um especially here um we have a treatment room that's really good I take ice baths every day. It's so beneficial. Um, but back in Wisconsin, I didn't really have that. So I was trying to take care of my body as much as I can because uh, I also didn't want to get injured before coming here because that would obviously suck. So I was making sure to watch um, how my body was feeling. If I wasn't feeling too good, um, then I would obviously take a rest for that day. But uh, yeah, just feeling out my body and making sure I had my training in so I could come in uh, with this game that came up um, ready and prepared. So, so you, I mean, so day one, you guys are starting at 6 a.m. Now, is, was everyone else the same? Is, did they come in prepared as you or, or were you kicking people's butt in fitness? Um, <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the mindset there? When you when you walk in first day of of, of preseason there with with the rest of the team, yeah. So first day of preseason, um, we started off the first day with our fitness test. So in the morning we had, uh, they call it the beast. Um, so they also sent us the layout of what that consists of in our training schedule. So I was kind of like I already did some the beast like a couple times during the summer, so I already kind of knew how to pace it and everything. Um, but yeah, I would say like I kind of kicked I kicked some butts in the beast. Um, 
it was it, it wasn't too bad i heard that last year was pretty bad they like um they took off like two miles or something like the last two miles because like half of the team didn't pass but um yeah so we had the beast it was really good um next day we had training um i would say we had we have two other freshmen um one's actually she came here at 16 years old which is crazy yeah she just turned 17 um she's our keeper she's our backup keeper uh very good very good on the ball um and then our other freshman is a forward um she's also pretty good um but yeah i would say like first training like i was i was very confident like obviously you're like it's your first training at this college level like it's gonna be different than anything you've ever experienced whether it's like rush select um anything of that sort so obviously i was like a little nervous but like i trusted my abilities of what i did over the summer like i just have to trust my feet and my legs to know what to do um and yeah like i would say first training went really well um i was very excited the coach was excited to have me um and yeah the season has just been um going by smoothly so Josh, I think an interesting takeaway, right, for a lot of those players that are trying to find the right fit and right level for them, you know, notice what Michaela said, there's there's only, what, three other freshmen um, that are on the, on the roster, right? It's not like 10 or 11 freshmen coming in and, and getting this opportunity. It's a very small opportunity. And I would... Let me let me make a guess here, Michaela. I'm guessing there's probably several international students on your roster. Oh yes, our whole entire team is diverse. We have people from Germany, Japan, Netherlands, Jamaica. Um, where else? Some are from here, um, but yeah, it's like all over the world, Canada. Um, so it's really nice to see like different people's like playing 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 styles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like over the summer, I was like watching their film to see kind of like how they play, how they connect, um, what the team is like, what the team's goal is, uh, like going into a game. Like um, for us, it's the high press, like we live and breathe high press. Um, so when I was watching film, like it's definitely something different than I've seen like playing club or anything. Because mm -hmm. like uh, as a winger, um, usually kind of like sit in the pocket um, from the back line to like mm -hmm. cut off the back of mm -hmm. uh, the winger and the back line. You just sit in the pocket to cut off that space and you kind of like let them come to you a little bit. Like that's what mm -hmm. I, was, I was taught like all my life. Um, but coming here, it was definitely different. Um, and I'm glad I looked at film and kind of looked at what they do before coming in here. So I had an idea. Um, but yeah, their playing style is definitely a little different. Um, but it, it really does work, but you definitely have to have like um, the endurance to do that because like high pressing, like every single time is going to drain mm. you. And yeah. our back line also press up all the way to like the midline, like mm -hmm. they make runs up to not just the wingers. So it's definitely interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I feel like with the time being here, I was able to like adapt to that kind of playing style. Um, which was really nice. And I feel like the team also, like the other freshmen were able to adopt really nicely as well. So it's nice to see how like the team is able to connect and we're having a really great season so far. We're like three, three wins, one tie. 
um, and one loss to Mississippi and PKs. So. Hmm. Now, so you come in, and you, I guess, I mean, you're, you're used to going back and forth from, you know, Hawaii to Wisconsin, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know you travel, but what, what was it like your first week? You're away from home. I mean, how are you feeling? How are you adapting um, in, in that kind of what could, I guess what what can players expect when they come in, um, you know, your first time really on your own in a, in, a, in a sense? Right. Yeah. So for me, um, since I was like in Wisconsin for a bit, um, coming here actually reminded me of home. I was kind of glad to come here. I'm not going to lie. Um, it felt good to be in somewhere warm, like tropical, um, the beach, obviously, but definitely like the being like independent on your own aspect. It's definitely a change. Um, it's something that I like was ready for and not nervous about. I was kind of ready to be like independent. Um, I'm like very grateful. I uh, live with my two other freshmen. Um, so like we bond and everything like we're already like family to each other. Um, obviously like missing home is a big part, but I feel like I've kind of been home away from home for like a while. So I'm kind of used to that, but like going home on breaks and stuff, um, is what I look forward to. But, um, yeah, I would say like being here, like first day I was like, yeah, I'm going to miss like family and stuff. But um, I make sure like no matter what I'm doing in my day, whether it's training, school, studying, I always make time for my loved ones because they're the ones who got me in this position um, and spent all that time uh, getting to meet where I'm at. So um, I'm always connected with them. I call them every day. So, um, yeah, but like definitely I do miss home, but. This is kind of like, I'm kind of feeling like this is kind of home for me. And I feel like at first it's going to definitely be like scary. Um, Cause like this, you're not living with your parents anymore. Like everything's different. You have to do everything on your own, but um, like definitely making sure before you like commit to a college, you know, it's somewhere like where they're going to like treat you as like their own, like my coaches and stuff. Like I know I can go to them like with whatever I want. Um, like, if I'm, like, feeling, like, down or anything, like, I have stuff on my mind. Like, I know I can go to them. Like, they're not just my coach. They're also, like, someone I can reach out to. Also, my teammates, they're very, very, very welcoming. Like, we are, again, like, just a big family. And it's great. They've, like, made this transition so much, like, easier where to where, like, I honestly never felt like, oh, like, I just want to go back, like, right now. Like, I can't do this. Um yeah, like I've just enjoyed every little bit um, that I've been here. So it's really nice. Yes. What, what was the biggest surprise that, that you, I mean, you, you've been very prepared on everything you've said, which is great. You know, your fit, fitness and you, you're kind of ready to go. And what's happened in the past couple of weeks? You're like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Didn't expect that. Um. So I would say like. Beyond the heat. That, yeah. <laughs> So it wouldn't be like the soccer piece. It would be like school piece. So like um, I came in here for orientation. I was like the last orientation. So um, us athletes were supposed to kind of have like reserved spots for classes because, you know, um, but there was some mess up and classes were like almost every class was closed. So I was kind of thrown into Me. classes I don't really want to be in. 
um, which was all right. I was able to adapt to that, but um, yeah, it was definitely a, a bit of a curveball. Um, and then definitely like adjusting to the workload of college, and it's definitely different from high school because you need to reach out to them. Like they're not going to cater to you or anything. Like they're not going to reach out to you. So you need to make sure you're on top of things. Um, definitely make connections with your professor because it will help you in the long run when you need help with anything. So I've definitely done that. Um, and yeah, I, w I would say like everything with soccer, like it's everything I've like expected and everything that they told me was going to happen has happened. So that's really good. Yeah. What did your two, so you guys had a couple weeks before, you know, you came in early to a probably what two a week and a half early before school starts. Mm -hmm. yeah. What was your, what was your kind of daily routine? Um, Cause like you, you probably, you, you move in and probably start training then within a day or two, but mm -hmm. what would you, what was your daily preseason routine kind of looking like for, for your guy, for you? Yeah. So for preseason before school started, um, we would wake up at six in the morning we would go have team breakfast at the cafeteria in the football stadium. Um, and then after that, we would come back, change into our gear, and then we would have our first morning session. That would be like two hours in the morning. And then we would change into our lifting stuff. We would head straight to the weight room. That would be like about an hour. Um, and then we were free for the rest of the day um, to do whatever, kind of just chill. Usually we just come back, chill, because, I mean, um, definitely, like, for people that are, like, adapting to this or, like, not used to, like, having this heavy training, like, it drains a lot out of you. So we usually just come back, we take a nap, um, we get lunch, we come back, we just chill, and then our evening training would start at 5 o'clock, would end at 6.30. Um, we would get a really good cool down in, um, end at seven and then would have team dinner and then head back to the dorm and then just do that every day until um, season started, which definitely alternates. Um, it alternated um, now that we are in season, like we're not having like two a day trainings like every day um, because just because of like school, we have a ton of games like almost back to back. Um, but yeah, we train in the morning. So we have classes after 12 o'clock because the mornings are just for training um so yeah everybody had to get to classes after 12 and we'd have our morning training um sometimes we would have lift after depending on if we have a game coming up um how much we've been putting on our legs stuff like that um we would go to class and then um we would usually have some meetings later in the day but yeah, right now it's like usually one a day trainings, lift, and then getting ready for the game the next day. Usually, hmm, pretty pretty intense schedule though. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler, in any yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. You got a question there? No, I, I I was gonna say I think that's pretty normal. I think when you come in, you know, without academic responsibilities, a lot of coaches want to make sure your plate's still full. Yeah, uh, with, yeah. with things to do and that's uh, it, it helps with the acclimation process and you know make it, if kids just sit around with nothing to do that you know they start thinking about home things like that so it's it's a smart move yeah yeah well tyler for you any final words here we we've we've 
taking. I know it's game day from Kayla, so we want to let her get out of here and prep. But and, and, and I tell you what, question. I, yeah, if I'm if I'm a if I'm a high school athlete and I'm in the recruitment process, I would have been you know taking notes um, because you know Michaela is one of the most prepared kids that I've you know had the pleasure of speaking to and the way she approached college soccer. And, and, I, and definitely the transition of once once I commit to a school, what do I need to do? She has been the the perfect example of how to yeah. get prepared for that specific school. Um, watching film of the team and you know having the idea of okay, I didn't always play like this, and you know they I I was more of a trapping team and they're more of a pressing team, and being ready for all those little things that are going to uh, have an effect on on my life as a soccer player, I thought was great great uh, examples for sure. Yeah, no, it's it was fantastic. I was super impressed by 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 your prep and 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 the things you're doing. And and, and I know, I, and I tell you, I think it's. And I asked you before we, we started recording. I mean, you're you're playing, you're getting in games um, as a freshman, and all that prep you did. It, it I'm assuming for you, you've realized it, it paid off. And so I, it I think it's did, yeah. it's it's awesome. Very very proud of you. Um, you know, from everyone in Russia, we try to follow our alumni the best we can and and um so but yeah thanks for thanks for joining and, and you're kicking butt down there and and um you know maybe you hopefully never see snow again you, it may, you may be happy <laughs> maybe we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah all right well awesome thank you so much for, for joining and, and keep kicking butt down there and we'll keep following along and uh and uh yeah and that's uh that's been cap chat Michaela, thank you so much we appreciate your time 